Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, with a special episode really focused on mindset, perspective, what it takes to become a legendary icon in radio and live an overall empowering and purposeful life. Yes, special guest, Sybil Wilkes. And this is a conversation I had with her a few weeks ago, as of the date of this recording, on the Fantastic Voyage Cruise. In this conversation, she talks about pivotal moments during her 26-year career, professional advice for women. Uh, She talks about the physical and emotional adjustment post-Tom Joyner Morning Show, because, you know, it can be very difficult adjusting to life after you've done something every morning for 26 years. And of course, you know, I asked Sybil a few questions about her personal fitness journey. The talk is really aligned with the pillars of this podcast and it goes beyond the physical and nutritional mindset and really zeroes in on a more empowering perspective to live well from the inside out. So that conversation is coming up in less than two minutes. But first, I have to express my excitement to partner with a company that shares the same mission as this podcast. And it is really about making sure families have what they need to stay healthy. Walmart Pharmacy offers prescriptions for conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, and cholesterol. Walmart knows your family's health, wellness, and budget are your top priorities. And I share this belief because, you know, when you have a busy schedule and a long to-do list, me over here raising my hand, getting more done in less time is so important. And transferring your prescriptions are easier than you think. And when your prescriptions are at the place you usually shop at, yeah, that's convenience. Walmart really goes above and beyond to help families access what they need to be well. Now, this can be a lifesaver for people who are uninsured or underinsured. You know, I have friends like that in my life, especially entrepreneurs who are not working for a company and don't have insurance. Totally a game changer. Or any family that needs access to affordable medications. Stay on top of your health needs and budget with $4.00. Rx. That's prescriptions as low as $4 at Walmart. Don't wait. Find your pharmacy and switch your prescriptions today. Welcome to your all-in-one stop. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com or your Walmart pharmacist for details. With that said, let's get into my conversation with legendary radio icon, Miss Sybil Wilkes. Enjoy. I remember being on the, the Tom Joyner cruise almost 20 years ago as an aspiring radio personality. Went to FAMU, any HBCU grads here? Yes. You know, I was sharing with Sybil (laughs) yesterday. I remember riding the school bus and listening to the Tom Joyner Morning Show and the bus driver said, hush, I need to hear Tom and the crew. She's just such an inspiration and just a standard and the prototype for so many black women doing radio in so many different ways. Yeah, you can clap it up for that. For me to be here now with my own podcast with the same company and to be interviewing Sybil means so much to me. Without further ado, I would like to bring up Miss Sybil Wilkes. All right, so Sybil, 26 years 
on the Tom Joyner Morning Show. Or did I miss a year? You looking up like, I don't know, was it more than that? It seemed like it, <laughs> um, especially at 3 a.m. The uh, years kind of compound after you do that for a long time. But, yeah, it was uh, just shy of 26. We ended December 2019, and uh, we started January 3rd, I want to say, of 1994. That is incredible. Yeah. And to have that kind of longevity. And you think about syndicated radio back in the 90s, you know, we didn't hear about that much on black radio, like only really Howard Stern was doing it. Right. So you all were pioneers in that yeah. space. Yeah, it absolutely was. And and it was, and Tom Dever really uh, indicated to us how difficult this was, how difficult this concept was to convince black radio stations that this was a good thing that we were going to be bringing the country together. So when David Canner came to him with this idea about doing the syndicated show and this, I'm sure I am as, as sure as I am that I'm here today. I'm sure that this is something Tom had already dreamed up yeah. because he's that kind of visionary. We really became a part of households all over the country as, and, and not to mention all over the world, because as I was reminded this morning, we were on armed forces radio. And so that made a big difference too. You really set the standard for so many young radio personalities and even folks who are considered OGs in the game. At mm -hmm. this point, mm -hmm. you were the standard. You all were the ones that we looked up to. How has the adjustment been for you coming out of doing something for so long? How have your mornings been not having to get up at 3 a.m.? Or, or are you still, is your body still doing that? You know, gosh darn it. My body still does that, but I think it's age now that makes me get up at 3 a.m. Um, to do some other things that nature calls. But uh, the alarm doesn't go off at 3. It really is an adjustment because we're doing something totally different. Even before the show came to an end in 2019, my best friend and my business partner and I had talked to David Cantor about what my next was going to be. And uh, we started a newsletter. And so it's called the What You Need to Know newsletter. If you have not subscribed, we would love to have you subscribe. Uh, it's absolutely free. And what we do is what Tom Joyner charged us to do, and that's to super serve the African-American community um, with our stories, with our with our focus and the whole context of the, the newsletter is to inform and empower the African-American community. So that's where our starting stories start. If you go to SybilWilkes.com and sign up for the newsletter, we'll have it in your email box every Monday through Friday morning. I am such a news geek that I always feel as though I have to tell more and go beyond the story and give as many different perspectives as possible. What I do in a news story is what we were able to do on the show is to, you know, kind of throw a story out there and have everybody give their take on it. Um, but it's, it's, it's an adventure. It really is. And life is about change. And I think that it can be a struggle to adapt to change, especially after you've been doing something for a really long time. Sure. And, you know, before I started my podcast and started working with the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, I had my own midday show for almost 15 years. Right. And I actually had to hire a therapist because there was just a lot of, I want to say like emotional anguish mm -hmm. and almost me saying, well, who am I now? Right. Because so much of our identities are tied to the work that we do. Did you struggle with that at all? And how did you overcome those challenges if you did? So I'm not sure that I have completely overcome the challenges, quite honestly. But what happened was, and it was a, a one-two punch in that the show ended, we started a new gig and then gosh darn it, coronavirus hit. 
that was probably that kind of punch that I don't know if everybody has recovered from that, but it's still something that sticks with us. And so, of course, we lost our jobs and we had to kind of regroup. Luckily, I have a really strong group of women that work with me and, you know, they held me up quite honestly. And so I didn't, uh, I didn't go the therapist route, but I did talk to them, but it is, it's a tremendous adjustment. And my mom was a Chicago public school teacher. My dad was a Chicago fireman and they did the same thing for over 20 plus years. And so you didn't think in terms of, until I got into radio, I didn't know people got fired the way they do. Uh, but, um, in, in our house, you know, everybody got up and went to work and did the same thing every day. So I got up at, at an ungodly hour and did the same thing every day. But it was uh, the news was always different. The personalities were always different. So there was something different to bring into your day. But still, you had a, a schedule and a way of yeah. looking and doing things. And so to have that schedule interrupted. And I know everybody's like, well, how bad can it be getting up at three o'clock in the morning? Well, it's difficult. It's damn hard sometimes. Everything, you know, when you get into a groove, you get into a way of doing these things and you don't think about how the disruption will affect you. And I didn't take the Joiner show uh, ending as a firing, but it really did impel me to a new beginning. And that's encouraging because, you know, evolution happens at every stage and every age. You can do something completely new in your 20s and also in your 70s. I mean, no matter where you fall on the spectrum. I want to talk a little bit about, you know, your career pre-Tom Joyner. Mm -hmm. I'm just so inspired by your path. And I saw so many similarities. You starting radio in Florida, and I started radio in Florida. I know that you were in the Ocala area for just a month. I was too, (laughs) for three months. I would park outside the radio station and cry before I went inside because I hated that job. And I ended up going to. But you have a story. And if you don't mind, for folks who don't know that path that you took prior to being with Tom, because I was so inspired by many roadblocks that you have to face. And then sometimes when we are faced with roadblocks, we have a decision. We try harder or we give up. Tell us about some of those circumstances that you experienced and how you determined when it was time to let go and when you decided, I need to try harder. I know that God talks to me and I've heard him talk to me at one point in my life, but I keep wanting to for him to say what you want me to do but he really kind of guides me in that direction and so I depend upon that a lot when I started in radio I uh, finished in Northwestern and I was doing a couple of uh, odd jobs here and there and I decided that I was going to go to law school so I was waiting to start law school and I took a class in Chicago regarding radio and the first amendment And I ended up with a wonderful instructor who was the public service director. So she was encouraging me to take advantage of an internship at a radio station at a White Rock station in and in the news department. Now, I will say, as you said to me yesterday, and it's not the first time, and I I pray that won't be the last time, I grew up listening to Tom Joyner. He hated when I would say that. And now I know what it feels like to say, when we were on the school bus and we, you know, the school bus driver would tell us, shush now, um, because we want to hear what the cruise. Did I say it like that? It was pretty, it was pretty much like that, Maria. Uh, that's what I, that's the way I heard it in my head anyway. <laughs> but, but I take that with, with great pride now because 
and this is a this is a sidestep, but sometimes we're in such a bubble that you really don't understand what kind of role you play in people's day-to-day lives. And it, sometimes you just say ish and, and you don't think about it. And certainly working with comedians, you understand how that goes, but you never know how words and, and, and the power of what you say and what you do and how you encourage people. You never know how that's going to come back, how it's going to reach them and how it's going to come back to you. So you have to be very mindful of that. And that's what I miss about the, the day-to-day of the radio show. And to bring it back to your question, it's the challenges that strengthen and embolden you. My mother battled breast cancer before I started in radio. To get back to where I was, I was in this internship at this radio station in Chicago, and the news director was a wonderful woman named Sandy Hausman, and she gave me, this This will take you back, the listings of radio jobs that were available. And so she said, I want you to make a tape, do an audition tape, this is a part of your internship, and send them out. And I was like, you don't understand, I'm waiting to go and do blah, blah, blah. And so she said, no, this is a part of the internship. You want to fail? Well, that was never a question. So, and and, uh, and telling my mother I failed an internship? Come on, what? I did a tape, I did an audition tape, she listened to it, she critiqued it, we kind of tweaked it, and she said, now send it out. I sent it to one radio station, and it was in Fort Myers, Florida. Now you may know it because a hurricane came through last year and decimated the town. But back in the day, Fort Myers, Florida was where people went to review their wills. Think about that. It was just all old white people. Uh, and Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders was the, was the one black shining light out of Fort Myers, Florida as a high school football player. So... I sent the tape to this man and I'm in my mom's house and it was uh, Dr. King's birthday and it was Chicago. So it was snowing to beat the band. I mean, it was just, 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 you just can kind of watch the snow just creep up. And I got a call from the director, news director at a radio station in Fort Myers. And so he said he got my tape and he wanted to talk to me about this position. And I'm listening, sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher in my ear. And, and I'm watching this, the snow come down. And I said, what's the weather like there today? And he said, well, it's a little cool. Um, we may get to 75. And I was like, when do you want me? And so, uh, which is not often something you hear me say to a man. So um, I went to make arrangements to go down for this interview. They offered me the job. Once again, that's now how it works. And I called my mom and I said, I'm coming home. And she said, oh, it didn't go well. And I said, no, I'm really trying to figure out how to tell you that I'm not going to continue in graduate school and that I'm going to take a job making no money and uh, I need you to help me. And so (laughs) she's like, okay. And so the school teacher and her, you know, organized all the stuff, helped me move. And it was the worst and the best time of my life. It was the absolute worst because they didn't like anything about me. They didn't like the way I wrote. They didn't like the way I read. They didn't like the way that I breathed. It was all of these things. And the only reason why I was hired is because I was a black woman and they had to fulfill that EEOC. But I tell you, God speaks to you by putting people in in your space and helping you. And it was a wonderful young man And to this day, I got a text from him last night and I wasn't able to call him, but he lived and breathed radio and he understood the way the white man thought at this radio station. And um, 
he really guided me and really helped me. And he also said to me, we're going to get out of this place because he knew the hell that it was too. And so he sure enough got a job across the river and uh, in Cape Coral, Florida, and he hired me and another uh, friend of ours. And we went and started this other radio station. So I would come home every once in a while to Chicago. My mom's like, how you doing? You know, just to put eyes on me and things like that. And one time we were sitting at the airport and I said, I don't think I can do it. She said, yes, you can. She said, when you left home for this job, what did I tell you? And it's what she always told me. She said, if you don't make it, that's why God made erasers. And that's what my mother always said to me. That's why God made erasers. Because if you make a mistake, you just erase it and you just keep going. I also add that my mother was married four times. And so that's why God made erasers. Because <laughs> oh, how convenient. Yeah, Mom. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we erased those things and we just kept going. So I got out the car and wiped my tears and and went back. And that was the, the next day was when Bob came and said, we're getting out of here. Yeah. And so we went. And and so all of these things that happen and people pushing you and making you believe that you absolutely can. And yeah. so all of these things, all of these, these, uh, as I like to say, God winks. These are, you know, telling you that you're okay, or here's what you need to do, or here's the direction you need to go in, or putting people in your place, in, in place that you deal with. And so all of these things are really important in that, and they seek to keep me on the right track, but also to inspire and to keep me going. So inspiring. And, you know, I especially love that you have just people who genuinely care about you. Because when you're in this business, you know, you have people who love you for uh, who you are, and then you have people who love you for what you do. And it's so awesome that you have those good people in your life, uh, especially the one that came and said, you know what, we getting up out of here. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like you said it, like he was like underground railroad, let's go. Like, you know, y'all y'all doing gospel hymns, just getting up out of there, escaping. And it's so funny because I've I've had places where I'm like, God, this can't be it. Lord, I know you did not put me here to suffer. Have y'all ever been in a situation where there was a job, a relationship, and you're like, why am I so unhappy? I talk a lot about connecting flights. When we find ourselves in situations where we just don't feel whole, we don't feel like we are aligned with our purpose and how when we look at things with perspective, we understand that it's part of the the bigger picture. Can you identify a specific connecting flight that you had in your experience, in your professional career that was really monumental for you? Or was that the most monumental one? No, I would say um, the one that really changed my life was being fired by Marv Dyson. I had no life. You know, working from, I did a, a shift from two to six and then I did the news show, a news on the morning show from six to 10. So that was a, a pretty good chunk of my life. And, and once again, getting up in the middle of the night to go to work. So um, Marv Dyson being the, the smart businessman, he came in one Monday morning and fired all of us and said, you know, you're done. And so I was like, well, I can go home and I can sleep like a normal person. And I had uh, and I had a, a boyfriend at the time and and we could like have normal dates and whatever normal was and, and that kind of thing. And so four days later, he called me and said, 
how you doing? And I said, well, considering the fact you fired me, I'm doing okay. And he said, well, we're going to change that. And he said, um, I'd like for you to come in and do traffic with Tom Joyner. Bonnie DeShong is tired of doing the twofer. And so that was mornings with Doug Banks and afternoons with Tom Joyner. And I had done mornings with Doug and it was like, it was a dream. It was like the best, you know, Doug Banks was, Doug Banks was one of the best people I'll ever know and one of the best personalities and most giving and, and but I had no, no notion of who and what Tom Joyner was. And I met Tom on the very first day. Um, Ms. Brazelton took me into the studio and introduced me to Tom. And then from then on for the next year and a half, I never saw Tom again. We would talk through the air. And so he would throw the, as they say, uh, for me to do the traffic, he would throw it to me and he said, it's high atop the Sears Tower. And I never told him we were not in the Sears Tower because it was written in the Sears Tower. I was at the John Hancock. If you're from, not from Chicago, it was just another tall building. So Tom came one day, he was bringing me a Christmas gift. And so uh, he said, I'm downstairs and they said, you all aren't there. And I said, downstairs where are you you're on Michigan Avenue goes no I'm at the Sears Tower (laughs) (laughs) we can communicate beautifully on the air but it's the little things that that really didn't mean anything to me but he got me McDonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. He felt my sense of humor. He felt my ability to communicate. And he was so in tune with people who had a love for their family, and in my case, and in his case, for their mothers. My mom died January 7th, 1993. And on that day, the first call I got was from Tom Joyner. And he said, how are you? And I said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm okay. And he said, you're, you're okay now, but I just want to come and, as, as they say, put eyes on you and hug you on my way to the airport. And that was the one day the day was rainy and so the weather was bad. He should not have been in Chicago, right? And he hugged me and he said, I'm here for you. And so that was the moment. And sure enough, he and David Cantor were working their magic and creating history by putting together this show. And about a month later, he said, I've got, as as we've come to know, got an idea. And he said, you know, I, I want you to come and be a part of this radio show. And he didn't tell me that we were going to make history. He didn't tell me we were going to make a lot of money. He didn't tell, he said, we're going to go and have fun. And we didn't know how precarious the situation was because people were talking, well, Donnie Simpson's thinking of doing a syndicated show and so-and-so is thinking of doing, but working with Tom Joyner is the gift of a generational yeah. lifetime. Yeah. 
I don't know that we would have had the ride that we had going to and being the first radio show to broadcast from South Africa twice to go to the White House and to meet Nelson Mandela, to go to the White House and see Tom Joyner start a soul train line at the White House with Bill Clinton, um, to see to see history being made with the Million Man March. And all of these things that we were able to do was because of who Tom surrounded him, because David was the man with the money. And so he, you know, we got to stay on budget. Uh, and for those of you that work with, with David, you understand. But it was just, it was the gift that just kept giving. And that's what I tell young people, Maria, and I just want you to, and I, and I know you get it. Be present. Take in all of these things. Don't just take them for granted because they may never come around again. And now I'm in a situation where it's a different kind of gift. It's a different kind of, of events that are happening around you. And it may be more personal, but don't neglect to look back to and hold it, take it in, and then move on. But it is the friendships that I've made. I'm the best friend in the world, um, Yolanda Stark-Swite, the gift of sitting and watching Tom Joyner. And I've said this often, Tom would leave it all on the field. Yeah. He came in at five o'clock in the morning. He would, and, and if you've seen a sky show, then you know what I'm talking about. Oftentimes he was just dripping wet. He was just, he was ripping, he was running, he was loving, he was hugging, he was laughing, he was, you know, and lifting the comedians. And you know, with Jay at the time, that was a hard lift. To, um, but it was, he, he left it all on the field. That's the kind of guide you want. Like Tom can go to glory and say, I, you know, I gave it all that I had. Um, I'm not getting emotional. I just have a little morning frog. Thanks to Tom, not only introdu introducing me to this life that I've come to know and love, but thanks to my mom. I love that. So can we give Miss Sippa Wilkes a round of applause? You know, you said you're not getting emotional, but who in here is getting emotional, Ralph? <laughs> I'm getting emotional. This feels like just to see you reflect that way. Um, and one thing that really stands out to me as, as a Black woman in radio is, you know, when I think about you, nearly 26 years, Tom joined a morning show and a lot of young folks in radio. Not once did you talk about, you did not drop a celebrity name. You did not <laughs> drop a, you know, and I, I think that that really resonated with me because the moments that matter are the moments that create those lasting memories right. that have an impact that you can clearly recall at this stage in your life. Yeah. I want to shift the conversation a little bit because this is a primarily a fitness podcast. You have dedicated so much of your life to service. You have given of yourself. You have, you know, you've had to wake up early in the morning for decades. Can you recall a time where you may have compromised your well-being, your physical care for the sake of your job, what you learned from that experience and where you are in your wellness journey today? I'm still, I will tell you now, I'm still a long way from where I want to be. 
But as far as compromising, I can't say that because there have always been opportunities for me to take better care of myself. Tom and uh, the folks at Radio One started uh, Take a Loved One to the Doctor Day, right? And so that was an opportunity for us to kind of take stock of our lives as we encouraged other people to do the same uh, and to take yourself as well as your loved ones to the doctor. I can't say that I have always taken advantage of that, but I will say that my journey is far from over. And uh, once again, COVID played a part in, in kind of impeding whatever progress I was making. But Yolanda <laughs> uh, decided, and in, in, in her many uh, iterations of her life, decided that she was going to become a yoga instructor. She was, and her nickname is Yogi. Um, so she became a, a yoga instructor, and Yogi's Yoga was born. And so investing in that company, in that process, and doing the work for yoga uh, and that what that I'm sorry I have something in my eye and I have soft contact lenses I've just changed over to and so I apologize um, once again I'm not getting emotional but um, but we are again. we are <laughs> you're not we are it's fine um, but I will tell you that that has made a difference in my life and so even though we don't have classes every day I do things that with an aging body that need to be done in stretching and, and learning breathing and making that all a part of the process and getting up in the morning when I do get up in the morning and walking before the heat comes in Dallas, Texas. So all of those things and being very mindful. We also have our daily inspiration, uh, which keeps you not only mindful, but also makes you understand how important all of these things are, how they play a part in your life, whether it is doing yoga or whatever your choice of physical exercise is. In Tom's case, it was boxing. In in Jay's case, it was illness that that helped him get his life together. And I'm, I'm trying not to go in that direction. And it's also being affiliated with organizations like we are with the American Heart Association and understanding the importance of, you know, we're number one in so many diseases. Yay. Um, you know, in heart disease, in cancer, in you name it, we're, if we're not number one, we're pretty close. And so we have to be mindful of the fact that we have to fight the good fight and work extra hard. As my mom used to say, as a little black girl growing up in Chicago, going to a majority white school, you got to run faster, you have to think quicker. You have to do more work in order to even go at the pace that these other children are going at. I think, you know, we become complacent, not only in the way that we do our way of working, but all our work, our way of being. As I drink my coffee. <laughs> um, and you but, have water here, yeah, so that's you, also thank an you, option. Thank you, thank you. I haven't opened mine yet but, either. But, but. but water's in here too. Um, <laughs> With the coffee. <laughs> But um, we really have to do a better job. And, and I'm a prime example of that. I'm not doing the work that, that God would have me do to the fullest extent and I'm not doing a service to people by not living up to, I have to walk the walk of the talk that I talk. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Well, you know, I think awareness is a first step in really accepting that you do have the power to change your body and to live healthier. And you are doing great things because you're making water ma- right now. Right now. Go ahead and twist that cap off. Mm, okay. <laughs> yes. So I want to get into the conversation just about being a minority in the business. I see you as a leader in the broadcasting industry, not just the co-host of the Tom Joyner Morning Show. And uh, I, I just want to talk to you about being a woman in this industry. Talk about how important it is to explore the entrepreneurial side, because you did talk about, you know, folks getting fired and, you know, just really having an identity and a stream of income outside of your employment as well. I love the fact that women and Black women, especially in our radio industry, are on the rise. Yeah. And I celebrate my friend Dee Dee McGuire, who used to work with us with Doug Banks, is the host of a morning radio show. You don't know how big that is and what a sense of pride you have. This sister doing it and doing it well. And you see young people like you, Maria. First of all, we didn't know from podcasts back where I came from in the old days in radio. But, you know, you should be, and I hope you are, really understand on whose shoulders we stand And how awesome is that? Don't take that for granted because that will take you a very long way. When you put that number one status in front of somebody who may be hiring you or considering you for another job, that means a lot. Because number one, that means that more money is coming their way, but it also means more money should be coming your way. I'm not saying that I could do what Tom Joyner did But I do know that people who are on my level uh, in terms of that hierarchy of radio were compensated far better. And money isn't everything, but it sure does keep the lights on. And so you have to think about knowing your worth, knowing your value, and being able to take that, to take the figures, take all of that that you have garnered, that you have you have gathered together and make that work for you. So, boy, I just want to give you your flowers. Yeah, please. Yeah. Knowing whose shoulders you stand on, you know, I remember listening to you as the voice of reason, just the timing, the conversation, (laughs) keeping the guys in the order, you know. You have really set the standard, and I'm, I'm serious when I say, like, you are my prototype in terms of being a strong woman in radio, representing the voice of women and being a servant to the community because of you, because of your example. And as long as I'm doing radio, every woman that comes after me is going to know who you are, know what you stand for, know what you've done for us. Wow. So I just want to say thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Y'all give it up for Miss Sybil Wilkes. Thank you. So once again, what you should know, you have a YouTube show. You go live on Instagram. Folks want to stay connected with you and always be uh, (laughs) with you and the awesome things you're doing. Uh, How can they follow you and sign up for that newsletter? First of all, the What You Need to Know newsletter, and we put it out five days a week. Go to SybilWilkes.com. Give us your name and your email address, and we'll have it in your email box every Monday through Friday morning. Then we recap the news and talk about the new things and reacquaint people with or keep people in the know 
of the things that are going on with members of the Tom Jordan Morning Show. On Mondays, we have Chris Paul and Huggy Lowdown. On Tuesday, we have Damon Williams. On Wednesday, Myra J. And uh, Thursday is usually an open and floating day, and that's often when we check in and check up, and that is uh, very important to us. It is check in and check up is take a loved one to the doctor 2.0, and so uh, that is a part of that. And also on Instagram and Facebook Live is our show, and that is live Monday through Thursday. Instagram, Sybil Wilkes, Twitter, Sybil like the crazy girl, Wilkes like John Wilkes Booth, it's just that's how you remember it. Or just remember Sybil Wilkes as radio icon. How about that? We're going to redefine it. Thank you so much, Sybil. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank, I'm so proud of you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you so much.